What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. London Breed flip-flops again. When non-carceral response to mental health crisis was trending in the headlines, she vowed SF would lead with such programming. But now, while at the same time fighting for millions of dollars in more police funding, she has failed to support alternative responses to community crisis. Joining us to discuss is Jennifer Friedenbach, Executive Director of the San Francisco Coalition on Homelessness. What's happening, Jennifer? Good morning. Hi, good morning, and thanks for having me. Glad that you are on the show. I think this is your first time on the new show. Uh, so glad to is. have your voice here. We will make this definitely not the last time. Jennifer, for my listeners that have been following this, break down the CART program for us. What is it? What would it do? What types of calls would the program respond to? Yeah, so the CART program stands for Compassionate Alternative Response Team, and it would respond to C-level, which are kind of the low-level um, no, no safety concerns. Um, calls that come through 911. There's between 70 and 90,000 of them a year related to basically the presence of homeless people, and um, they could, you know, could be like obstruction of a doorway, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and right now, the primary response to homelessness is a police response, and so that's what's happening. And so what we tried to do with CART is develop an alternative to that police response that really centered on housed people, but also resolved whatever conflicts were happening and really tried to lift folks up and um, hire teams of peers that have lived experience that um, were highly trained, uh, modeled after the CAHOOTS program in, um, in Eugene, uh, and really shift it up, create jobs for folks, and really um, try to also build resilience in the community and really have those conversations with house folks and get them involved in, in instead of calling 911, engaged in solutions. And the Board of Supervisors actually voted for a $3 million investment into CART, correct? What's happened to that funding? Yeah, so they've done that twice. So uh, two years ago, they did it, and... Uh, the, you know, the executive branch, the mayor's office decided not to spend the money. They just sat on it. And then, um, the following year, um, we fought for it again, got $3 million again. And the idea was, is that the contract would go to Department of Public Health and it would be modeled on the CART program, which by the way, we, you know, we had the 50 person working group that, um, included academics, um, unhoused people, um, frontline service providers, um, folks from a variety of different city departments to design it. And uh, basically what happened was is that, and it was supposed to go to Department of Public Health, and once the Board of Supervisors funded it, they instead um, put it to Department of Emergency Management that oversees the um, homeless sweeps and um, put it out to bid and basically um, kind of changed up the programming, you know, didn't, didn't have really the training in there, um, had stuff like, you know, extra points for experience with like cleaning streets and that kind of thing. And really what we're trying to do is an alternative to policing, not alternative policing. 
and what right. um, what you know and so what they ended up doing is it awarding it to an entity that does unlicensed security services and does a lot of uh, removing homeless people from public space um, urban alchemy and uh, so from our perspective cart has still not been funded and um, even though that that um, contract is up under appeal and there hasn't been a final decision um, we're still moving forward with fighting for um, cart as originally intended have you heard anything from London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, about what her thinking is here? Uh, not directly. I think that uh, kind of the actions are that, you know, she's really interested in continuing with this uh, model of approaching homelessness with, you know, moving people from block to block and just keeping them on this sort of march to nowhere. Uh, and um, certainly that's been a big focus of um, the street operations uh, citywide. Funding cart would actually save the city money, right? Jennifer, can you break down those numbers for us? Yeah. I mean, right now, so there's all this talk with the San Francisco Police Department. I mean, they just approved, which I know you're going to be talking about um, after, um, massive amounts of overtime for the police. It's actually like 70-something million, but it, um, they paid for it. They they spent all this money on academy classes, and then they only hired like 13 officers, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there was a lot of savings, so it ended up being 27, 25 million out of the general fund. And... Um, the police department has these huge staffing shortages, and it's, this is a really interesting thing, is that CART originated with a unanimous resolution from the police commission basically saying that police are not an appropriate response to homelessness. I mean, think about it. Each cop costs almost a quarter million dollars. And what they do when they get out there, a lot of times the homeless person's already gone or they, they you know, they can move them to the block, they give them a ticket, you know, sometimes in... Um, really dangerous situation on how people get killed and so um and so it's really not an effective humane or appropriate response to homelessness and it's really costly so if you look at that we've been doing some some estimates of cost but you know we're talking about over 20 million dollars or you know spent on these responses at least if not more um if we're being really conservative and uh that funding, you know, for CART, I mean, we're really talking about um, a program that costs less than $7 million. So it's it's much more cost-effective than a police response, and it's also creating job opportunities for black and brown community members. This is the other thing that's really important. A key part of this is really extensive training for folks, and you know, we have a situation where in our whole homeless system, um, we have people doing really difficult jobs for low pay with very little training. And um, the idea, you know, and, and we, we got this idea from cahoots is that they a lot of people took part-time shifts in that program and they've ended up training most of the staff citywide in their homeless program and so the idea for this program is to not only train the people who are going out but have training programs for city workers who are doing this work day to day and folks in the neighborhood and so they know what the resources are they know how to navigate the system they um they get de-escalation training they get um you know really intensive training on trauma-informed care you know really just building up the resiliency of community to address this issue as community and that part is is so important jennifer 
So Mental Health First, right, that, that APTP operates in Oakland and Sacramento, we operate completely divorced from the city system because of, of issues like this um, and, and do exactly what you're talking about, right? Train community, empower community to have the skill set, whether you're going to be a responder or not. Any thoughts about spinning off into your own program and trying to get funding through private foundations to run it? Yeah, we've thought about that a lot. Our, you know, I think our original intent was to, because there's so many calls that are going through 911, um, to really, ideally, we want to divert those from a police call to being a health call, and then um, and then have a different response, and so that we're decreasing the police footprint on San Francisco in terms of what they're responding to. That's, you know, from an abolitionist perspective, you know, really trying to do that. Um, but, you know, we may have to shift gears. I mean, I, I you know, we're, we're, we've, we've been trying, you know, this has been <laughs> many years that we've been trying this and, and kind of beating our head against the wall. And so, um, absolutely, we're, we, we have thought about doing it that way, having a separate line to call um, and doing it differently. And um, we've also thought about starting with a particular neighborhood and maybe, uh, uh-huh. maybe trying to get a supervisor to push it through and do it that way. So yeah, there, we, we may have to shift gears, but at this point we're going with the original. We're going to, we're going to try again. Well, good luck there. You know that we are rooting for you on, on this side of the bridge. I'll just, I will tell you, right, that, that we, we field upwards of 100 calls a weekend. If you build it, the people will come because large swaths, and I know that you know this, of our folks, they don't want anything to do with the city or the state. Um, so. Yeah, it's such a good point. I know. And you guys are doing such amazing work and, and showing that it, it, like demonstrating it can be done. And so there's definite advantages to doing it that way for sure. And um, it's something that we've, we've definitely considered. Yeah. Well, well, we'll continue to track this on this show and you let us know other ways we can support. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show and for all of your work for the folks. Thanks for having me. For sure. We'll have you back soon. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.